Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Well, happy Tuesday to you. We're on the back half of January 2024. My name is George. This is The George Show on 710KNUS. It's cold out there, folks. I don't know if you've noticed, but it is remarkably and demonstrably and statistically warmer than it was yesterday. Yesterday, we were told two degrees was the high by the freak shows at Denver 7 weather, uh, and I don't mean that in anything other than a loving way. Uh, They say today, 35 degrees will be the high, a low of 18. Now, remember yesterday, they said a high of only 32, which would have been a 30-degree spike in temperature. But uh, it adjusts every single day because, as it turns out, even though you've added ology to meteor, it doesn't make it any more of a science, frankly, Uh, much like astrology isn't really a science either. Uh, And if Billy were here, he would debate me on that, but... But instead, we have Kelly Michaels behind the glass right now. What a great man for taking a bullet for one of them, whether it's G or whoever, to give Billy that extra day off that he needs for, I think, largely mental health reasons. Uh, nonetheless, tomorrow we're going to shoot up to 44 degrees, low of 23. Thursday, 44 as well. And then we slide back down, and by the time we get to Sunday, they're saying 50 degrees, which would be sweet if you're like me. And because of the angle of your house and the timing of this particular show, you weren't able to shovel back when that snow first hit. And so you have this nice layer of ice that just refuses to go anywhere. And your plastic shovel that you bought from Lowe's, uh, if you hit it too hard, it will turn into a fork uh, instead of a shovel. Uh, We've got that going on. On this day in history, lots of stuff going on. If you're at all a history buff or someone who has just paid very little attention in high school but has gotten interested later in life like I did, 27 B.C., I normally I'd ask to take a guess, but there's no chance when it's that long ago. Augustus, that's a term. It's bestowed upon Gaius Julius Caesar, Caesar Octavian, by the, back when you could do the four names thing. Uh, another one, 1547, just a few years ago, a 17-year-old kid crowned himself the first czar of mexico his name was lovingly ivan the terrible uh, also 1605 man of la mancha you remember that little that awesome musical uh, don quixote first published in madrid spain and if you're looking for something a little more i don't want to call it a parallel because i don't believe it's a parallel but a little something that touches upon mm, i don't know politics and stuff 1793 The National Convention, if you remember that from any of your history during the French Revolution, uh, the National Convention sentenced King Louis XVI to death. Uh, That's what happens when you don't have elections, folks. People leave office in a box. And then uh, 1913, the British House of Commons accepted home rule for Ireland. But it turns out there was a big giant war that got in the way of all that thing, and you'll remember that. And then maybe... A dark day, if you will, in history, a hundred, one hundred and five years ago today, the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was ratified by the majority of the United States, U.S. states. Does anyone, Kelly, do you know what the 18th Amendment is? 
Not a clue. It was booze. We banned booze 105 years ago today. And in proof, by the way, that the Constitution doesn't have to be origamied by the Supreme Court to get the outcome that you want, we, I believe, with the 23rd Amendment, realized that was a horrific mistake, and we amended it back to allow booze. And, uh, of course, everything has just been peachy keen since then. That is this day in history. Now, if you are a parent or grandparent of a kid who goes to school, and, and the only ones I've paid attention to are the ones in my area where I live. So Cherry Creek, Littleton, Douglas County, uh, all of those school districts close school today. And they did it yesterday like early. I, I mean, I can't remember how early. Like early afternoon, I remember Graham telling me, hey, we just got an email, which I didn't get, which I found interesting. The kids did. Email, schools closed on Tuesday. I don't know why. I, I'm not sure. Kelly, you drove in this morning. Were the roads horrific? No, uh, no. I mean, it's just cold out there. But is is that the standard now for a snow day, is that it's just got to be really cold? And frankly, today, much warmer than yesterday. Uh, uh, Kelly, when you when you were a kid, yeah, and you're, you're about 40 years younger than I am, but when you were a kid, it was a lot to get a snow day, right? Yeah. Like, it took something catastrophic. A minimum of a foot of snow. Yeah, I would say that's true. Other th- It makes me think we're not as hardy a people as we used to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, right now, if there's a forecast of snow, they'll cancel school. As opposed to back when I remember when I was going to Carmody Junior High School or Bear Creek High School, it could be in the middle of a storm, and they'd be like, let's see how it plays out. Maybe we cut you loose early. You know, like, <laughs> just tra- drag your butts into your class and sit down there and learn Espanol. You know, like, do what you can. Um, but I, I don't know anymore uh, what the standard is for canceling school. I presume on the plains or on the western slope when things are uh, different out there and they have a different number of tools, except everybody there has a truck. Maybe that's the difference. Um, it must be easier to cancel school, but uh, sweet goodness. I grew up I don't, in Michigan, oh. so I, I mean. Oh, you guys never saw snow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it got bad, you just fire up the snowmobile. <laughs> because everyone had one. It was like the yeah, bike. Exactly. It was the Michigan bike. Somebody else, just a, a friend of the show, just texted in something else from this day in history. The beginning of the Persian Gulf War way back in 1990. Kelly, where were you at the beginning of Desert Storm 1 I before would, we knew it was a 1? I was in the uh, beautiful city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, on a beer tour or what? what was? Nah, I was working in radio. Working in radio in Milwaukee. In 1990, I remember being um, an MS2, that's a sophomore, in ROTC up at lovely military-friendly University of Colorado Boulder. Go Buffs. It wasn't, by the way, very military-friendly. And um, we got called into a room. We, being all the cadets, got called into a room, and we got briefed. Because at the time, you know, war kicks off. You don't know what the hell's going on. And we all got briefed on here was what's going to happen. If this thing goes south in the Middle East, if it turns out to be something very different than we think is going to happen, all the MS3s and 4s, the juniors and seniors, are likely to receive orders to report to officer candidate school, and they'll complete their training there before they're sent out to the broader army. MS2s, that is uh, the sophomores, 
were likely to be given orders to attend an NCO academy where they will con- they will receive I mean this was all real stuff man that took place now it's 34 years ago but I remember sitting there thinking wow ROTC just got super real super fast now as you know none of that ever happened because a hundred hours later it feels like the ground war had ended and the rest was just blowing stuff up I mean I you know for whatever it's worth it was uh it was an interesting moment in time to be a part of if you'll remember that was George Bush the senior uh that was president and that guy proved that you could have sky high ratings and the simple phrase read my lips no new taxes could sink you just a couple years later to the point where you lose to a guy named Bill Clinton who at the time was like a 15 year old governor of Arkansas um, but that's how history played out. Aaron, thanks for sending that along. That was a, that was a helpful reminder. I don't want to, by, by the way, Aaron, you might have an opinion too on this whole school cancellation thing. What I don't get is do they make up the days somewhere else? Because I was told that the school year, uh, had a precious amount of time in order to teach our kids. And it's not that I don't want the kids to be safe. I just look outside today and think, I'd have gone to school here. My my parents would have made sure I went to school. Hell, we might have even, you know what they might have done for us? They might have said, you can sit in the car and stay warm until the bus gets here. That's about <laughs> as close to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they might have sat by the bus stop, waited for it to show up, and been like, okay, see you tonight. Bye now. You know? And then they drive off to work. If you were but lucky. That, if you were lucky. If you were lucky. Other t- otherwise, I remember pulling up a couple times and kids were standing out in the cold and, you know, my dad would be like, hey, tell them to come sit in the car, you know. So I'd wave a friend over or two, you know, and they'd come over and we'd sit in the car until the bus showed up. But this idea that we're canceling school because it got super cold. Somebody told me in Denver somewhere they had some pipes burst. That that might be a different issue. But I, where are we? I mean, what has happened to the uh, we have a precious number of days to learn these kids stuff. And on top of that, Kelly, how old is your youngest that you know of? Uh, my youngest is out of the house. I mean, he's oh, 24. Good Lord. First off, I don't know if it's the flow beer or what, but you look so much younger than that statistic right there. That's Maybe I need to grab the flow beer. Will it take the gray out? Because you don't seem to carry much of it around. It does. It does. It, oh, uh, what? It, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's effective at uh, removing the grays. And keeps your, you know, your hair nice and tidy, looking good. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's a north of the border kind of apparatus. But um, if if that's true, I may go grab that attachment and do it at home because uh, there's something wrong up top. I mean, I've got all my hair. It's this is an advanced hair restoration moment. We'll have one of those later. But um, the gray part is uh, really here for good. I'm really tired of people looking at me, double taking, and saying, you know who you look a lot like, and I have to stop them before they say Anderson Cooper because I'm like, no, please, no, yeah, there it is. It, it happened again. <laughs> I get it. I'm like, but I, I made my own kids. I, that, that's a big difference. Um, but this uh, this winter weather thing is a little bit crazy. Someone texted in here, lots of latchkey kids today. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I was in junior high and high school. I mean, after we got out of grade school, and both my parents worked every day I can think of. I mean, they drove in together to the federal building out there at 19th and Stout every single day of the week. That I, I mean, other than the weekend, of course, work day of the week. So I felt like I may have been a latchkey kid, but uh, it didn't matter. I mean, it was 
the school just, I don't know, it just kept going. The, the other things that I've noticed that when my kids start school, they spend a whole lot of time um, doing things like a seating chart. And these are the rules of the class. And here's what happens if there's a mass shooter. And I'm not being tongue-in-cheek about that. That's legit. Like, I remember one time uh, Jeffy had started, I don't know, 6th grade, 7th grade. And I had said, uh, what would you do today? And we went to class, all this other stuff. What would you learn in science? Well, we didn't really do anything in science other than the drill. I'm like, what's the drill? He's like, well, they turn off the lights and they lock the door. And we all go lay on the floor uh, in the corner by the wall and the ceiling. Or the wall and the floor where it where it could. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Yeah, we did that once or twice. And then we talked about what to do in the case of a fire alarm and all this other stuff. And uh, I'm like, that never happened for me, man. I, I never even had, I must've been in that sweet spot because nobody ever gave me the drill of climb under the table. If a nuclear missile was headed towards the school. You yeah. Know, we I never even had, we didn't have any of that 1950s stuff. No, I had none of that. I didn't have any of this shooter stuff. Um, it was just get right down to it. Even the first day, I, I don't even remember a lot of goofing around, maybe a little bit, but then they build in time. Some of these teachers build in time for movies and stuff like that that are borderline related to the topic that they're covering. And then uh, between that and these things, and a f- friend of mine who is texting in here who knows a little bit about education says, uh, a few snow days a school year are built into the schedule. Well, you know, if you're looking for a silver lining to climate change, maybe we won't have to do that anymore. We'll have more days for education as we end up with less less snow. I don't know if that that they, I read something. I think it was on Drudge. It's been over 700 days since there's been snow in New York City. How is that possible? Wow, <laughs> is that crazy? That's crazy. It says uh, lesson planning and curriculum wise, teachers have to make that up. I still have to teach the material I couldn't teach today. Oh, here it is. There's an email from Douglas County. Be closed January 16th due to inclement weather conditions, including forecasted low temperatures during the first half of the day with wind chills as low as 20 below zero at daybreak. So what? I mean, come on. The the class isn't outside. I know that we have some overflow, so you have to leave the the building itself to go to the temporary buildings, which, by the way, seem awfully permanent for the title temporary buildings. The chalets, they call them chalets. Did you ever have chalets, Kelly, in school? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having too many chalets. That's not true. I remember going to a chalet for typing class, which clearly didn't stick. But uh, there, were, there weren't a lot like there, like there are now, but there were a few. Yeah. Maybe you know, when I was a kid, is. I remember that that uh, I lived in an area where there were there were a, there were affluent people, and then there were folks who weren't affluent. They were just downright poor. And I remember on those cold days that there would be kids that get on the bus who you know came from families that really had nothing, and they would wear they would wear bread sacks over oh their shoes. God. What? To keep to, because their shoes had holes in them, you know, a few holes here and there. And they they would wear bread sacks over their shoes to keep to keep the cold and and the snow out. And you know, this twenty degree ne- negative twenty stuff, no big deal. You know, you just, you layer up and you and you and you tough it out. 
The bread sack over the shoe thing tells me that you may have been one of those families referenced in the Grapes of Wrath. I mean, where the hell were you as a kid? (laughs) Growing growing up in the backwoods of Michigan. Yeah. I do think that there is, no matter what people say about income inequality, there's a different level of affluence today. Like people that that are defined by the government as poor, and in no way am I saying I want to trade places with them, have a different standard of living than people we would have called poor 50 years ago or, you know, 100 years ago. Agreed. Those people were legit poor. I mean, if you're doing bread sacks over the shoes, I, I don't know a lot of kids that are going without shoes that are at least completely closed around the bottom. I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't see that. You don't hear that much. Um, that's just a different standard. Yeah. Jimmy, did you get? Did you guys have to go with a kitten caboodle too? I mean, do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Uh-uh. The kitten caboodle, which you hear that term all the time, is what the old vagabonds would use. It was the stick with the little hanky, you know, at the top end of it that would carry your stuff, maybe a little food, a little stuff on it, and you'd hang it over your shoulder. You know, you'd walk around. That was your kitten caboodle no, back in the day. No, we didn't have that kind of stuff. How about books that you kept together with a belt strap? And then you would carry them to school. <laughs> Me personally, no, no. What I appreciate is that with that answer, you've left open the possibility that there were other kids with you. There, there's, there's a possibility. I, I remember these kids; they they would get on the bus and they're, they'd be eating toast for breakfast, and every day their meal was white bread toast. That's it. That's it. Oh, Kelly. You know, man, I, I want my kids to hear this story because they think sometimes they have to go without. I think they really do appreciate how much they have, but they need to hear stories like this because I want to have that moment where they shudder like, oh, my God, we've come so far. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, you have it. Uh, it was a different world. But this is also um, supposed to be the American dream, right? Like any more we're so impatient you feel like, hey, if I grew up in destitution uh, by the time I hit 20, I should be the CEO of a multi-trillion dollar company. But um, I do think that each generation doing better than the ones before them is a mark of some sort of progress socially. And I, Kelly, did you are you doing better than your, your folks did? Um, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, it, I, I, would, somewhat? I would say so. I mean, we didn't have a computer when I was growing up. Well, of course. I mean, that, um, that they'd had the Whopper probably when you were in your teens, and that was from War Games. But uh, yeah, I would say we we were we progressed past where my folks were. I feel I feel like for sure we have. Like my grandfather, my great grandfather came over from uh, Europe and uh, landed in. I mean, through Ellis Island. We went and actually, if, if you've never been there, Kelly, you got to go, especially if your family went through there. They have these giant slabs, metal slates or whatever, that have all the names of all the people that came through Ellis Island. And I found my great-grandfather on there. Wow. And um, he, he landed there. They moved to Chicago. My grandfather was first-generation American. And uh, he, f- I think he finished high school, question mark. Do you know what I mean? And he was... Uh, a guy who played the, I think it was the trombone. That was his. That was his habit gig. You know, his uh, side thing. And the other thing was he worked in like the garment industry for years. And then my dad ended up being like the first guy in the family to get to go to college. 
Wow. And I thought that was a huge leap forward, right, to go from I think my grandfather graduated high school to my dad gets to go to college, but he had to work. He was a postal carrier, you know, around Long Island, walking a beat back when that's what postal carriers did. You know what I mean? Walking with mail in your giant purse or whatever that was. And then uh, he didn't own his first home until after I was born, he and my mom. And then it's to the place now where I got to go to school. Um, Uncle Sam picked up the tab, and I owed Uncle Sam some years of my life, but that was actually more of an honor than an obligation. I don't know that my folks could have afforded college without it, but got through college. And now my kids... Um, just because of efforts and the stuff that mom and dad do with money earlier on in life, I, I don't know that any of them is going to leave college with any debt of any kind, which is crazy wow. to think about. It's just absolutely what a, insane what a gift. to think about. What a gift. Oh, I, I hope they appreciate that. I don't know that they do, but, you know, as we continue to hear Joe Biden frantically scrambling to try to accelerate how much of our money he can give away to people who we financed for fiber art and women's studies, um, I hope they come away from this feeling like I'm going to graduate and I'm going to owe nothing. I mean, that is friggin' huge. Yep. And then I had to finance law school largely myself, but I paid that. I paid that off. That's what pisses me off about this Biden stuff is I paid that sucker off. It took a long time to do it, but I was proud to be done with that thing and then moved on. But so I feel like we've done it now. Maybe I've set the bar too high. What are the kids going to do now? I got, I've you know got I mean? a question like, for you. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Could you be happy living the life of your grandfather, postal carrier, Long Island? That my dad was a postal carrier. Your, I, da- your dad, I think. Yeah, uh, I think I could have. I mean, in in some ways, and I'm saying this from a, a great position of privilege to use the language of the woke, but in some ways, life was harder but simpler. Do you know what I mean? Like when you are obligated to do X, Y, and Z to keep the lights on at home and to keep food on the table, you just have a different perspective about X, Y, and Z, right? Like we are in such a great moment of affluence in history that we get the luxury of talking about things like work-life balance. Like, could you imagine saying that <laughs> to the to the depression generation or to the great work-life balance? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> They would insane. be like, right, work allows you to live. There's your work-life balance. Now get back to work. (laughs) And and now I hear all these horror stories, even from uh, John Kelder, who replaced me, about how hard it is to recruit people into prosecuting, which, you know, you used to get dozens of applications for every opening to be a prosecutor. And now it's dropped off quite a bit, in part because there are folks that come into the interview with the hubris and maybe now the luxury of being able to say, well, I'm really looking for some work-life balance. I mean, there are people, I remember at the tail end of when I was DA, we'd lose prosecutors who were like, you know, I'm I'm putting in 50 hours a week here. <laughs> I would just stare at them like, that's it? That What are you doing with all the free time? You know, right. like, are you crazy? <laughs> Where my, are you going? What are you doing? My, how things, <laughs> how things have changed. But maybe some of that is inculcated in these kids by things like today. You know, like we've just now announced snow day. These kids look around and are saying things to me like, hey, Dad, can we go to D-Bats? D-Bats is this super awesome facility in Centennial where it's just lanes of tunnels, tons of tunnels for baseball with hitting machines and all this stuff. And, you know, all the baseball kids, it's like 
Is it too cold to go to school? Let's go there. And I'm like, what lesson are we learning here? School just can't seem to get it together. But all of private industry is like, we're open. Come here. You know, like, yeah, we all got to work to these poor kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's going to happen in the future? What's the what is the horror story our kids are going to talk about? You know, back in the day, it had to get well below 30 before school was closed. Now, if it's below 40, they close the doors. You kids have it so easy. Those days you before know? Wi-Fi were horrific. I mean, jeez, I don't know how we did it. You know, televisions used to be a foot and a half deep. Can you imagine? Where would you put it in your house? It's insane. You know, like there were times where I told my kids this the other day. I happened to be over by the house that um, I grew up in from age seven to first year of law school. And and folks, there's a little bit of a a story at the end of there. My folks moved while I was in my first year of law school, Paseo Boulder, and never told me. Now, I don't know if that's a sign. Oh, that is so cool. But at some point, I was like, hey, I'm coming back. And they're like, oh, we moved. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we told you. I'm like, oh, that's nope. Great. I mean, like, I didn't help with the move. They didn't ask me to help with the move. I didn't box up anything. It was just like, hey, we moved. I'm like, that's was how we grew up. Was there a debate about telling me? That is how we grew up. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, I just remember driving by that house, and uh, there's a 7-Eleven down off of, oh, my gosh, Garrison and Estes, for anyone that knows that area of Lakewood, they never used to touch. And they do now at Morrison Road. It never used to go through. And I drove by the 7-Eleven I walked to a billion times. That's another thing. Kids don't walk anywhere. Like, I, I used to walk everywhere. You know, like, I, uh, the first time I ever used RTD was to, to walk down to Yale and Wadsworth and get on the RTD with my buddy, Corey Rickman, who's a big-time math teacher out at Devlin. Um, to take the bus to go to the brand-new Southwest Plaza, which at the time was the largest mall between Chicago and L.A. And I remember thinking nothing of it. And now the idea of my kids walking to a bus stop, I mean, I imagine they'd be like, was there an EMP? Did the world shut? What happened? Are we under attack? Like, how did this this happen? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I rode my bike everywhere. Bike two, that's true, bike two. There was also, uh, as we're driving by the 7-Eleven, I said, look at that wall right there that has the red box on it and that thing right next to the ice machine. I said, that used to be a bank of public phones. So if you were in the car and you wanted to communicate with mom and dad or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you had to park, get out, find some loose change, and call them on a payphone. And for them, I imagine it's like being at the Smithsonian, listening to me talk about you know, stuff like, wow, what is that? Like, that's amazing. You know, that's yep. crazy. What did you, where did you hitch the horses, Dad? You know, I'm like, okay, it's not the 1800s. All right, there, there was a car, and I didn't have to hand crank it. But uh, it is fascinating to find that now here we are, sitting on a Tuesday on the back half of January, Everybody that has a job will likely have to go do that job, uh, but the kids are all going to be free to do whatever. Maybe this is how we encourage juvenile crime. I, I, I don't know. It uh, it just seems like we're in different times, and I'm not uh, I'm not knocking the school district because many of them still have access to my kids' grades. Uh, here's some text from uh, some of our friends here. Here's Joan. Hey, Joan. Do your kids still use the sandwich machine. The, sandwich what the hell's machine? a sandwich machine? Joan, what's a sandwich machine? 
Joan, you may be dating yourself there because I don't know what the sandwich machine is. Um, mm. I don't, oh, I don't here know. it is. Ter- Terry from Texas is correcting me on something. The term for the hobo stick is actually bindle staff. Kit and caboodle is what is kept in it. This is why I love our listeners, Kelly. These <laughs> folks are not only smart, they're willing to come forward and announce you're wrong again. And let me tell you why. <laughs> thank you for the clarification. <laughs> Terry, thank you. The bindle staff. In fact, it was Gandalf's bindle staff that he used to say, you shall not pass. It was something like that. Here's one. We did bags inside our shoes to keep our socks from getting wet. Now I have fancy waterproof boots. LOL. That's true. That is absolutely true. Alexa says, my third grade year, our main classroom was one of those temporary classrooms. There were a couple that remained there for years. They're there forever now. I yeah, mean, they, there's some, I, they, they do forever. not go away. They do, do no. not go away. No, we're going to have to redefine temporary for the kids. In fact, I drove by Westgate Elementary when I was over by that 7-Eleven I talked about. Same damn temporary buildings that have always been there. The same ones that when we were in high school, We'd sneak out and walk back when you would walk everywhere. We'd sneak out and walk out and smoke our Swisher Sweets out by these temporary buildings <laughs> at Westgate. Oh, yeah. You uh, smoking a Swisher Sweet. With the little plastic tip. You know what I mean? And it was yeah, like, it wasn't, to, it wasn't to look classy. It was almost like an affront to classy. Like, look at us chuckleheads. You know what I mean? Our white middle class <laughs> suburban kids with our Swisher Sweets just jamming on them. I know what it is. Joan now and Corey has cleared this up. The egg breakfast sandwich machine. Yeah, that's so. Kelly, you may not have heard this because it takes place in the six o'clock hour. And I know normally you don't get up till noon. But uh, Billy, some time ago on the show, had turned me on to this egg. It makes like an egg McMuffin in your house. Super easy. And so I went and I bought one and the kids loved it. And they and they crushed it for a time. And then pretty soon it was just tray. That did it because in some ways it was almost too much effort for Jeff. I'm not knocking Jeff. I'm just Jeff is <laughs> Jeff wants the food ready. You know what I mean? Like easy to prepare. Yeah. And so uh, it, the, the answer to the question is I still have the egg machine, but trays up at CSU. Now, in fact, he drove up yesterday uh, and I offered him the egg machine. And his answer was, well, dad, I, I'm right. I'm right across the little quad here from where they serve the food, so I don't know that I would use it very much. <laughs> so it's still here. Too it much just work. Rarely Too used. much work. <laughs> the going right back, by the way, to the, the thing we've been talking about, which is how soft is this next generation? No wonder we're having trouble recruiting for the military. And then now all, all of our texters are texting in to remind me that Joan's statement was spot on about the egg breakfast sandwich machine, and I've completely screwed it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, maybe four or five texts of people coming and going, she's talking about the egg machine, stupid. Like, okay, I got it, I got it. Here's another text. We had to stomp through the snow to get to the trailer in back of Bear Creek. <gasps> You're a Bear Creek bear. Another Bear Creek bear has found us on the text. Thank you for outing yourself. I'm sorry, by the way, that you didn't get the education you deserved. I didn't either. But, uh, oh, that's the other thing. If you're a Bear Creek person and you remember stomping through the snow to get to the uh, behind the uh, the temporary building stuff, you'll also remember this. I'm driving around. We're in this old neighborhood. And uh, Graham goes, hey, uh, can we swing by your high school? I'm like, we can't because they raised it. 
And then we had a discussion about what the term raise means because it's not positive. It means <laughs> they just they scraped it off the planet Earth and built a much better high school, the high school I deserved to go to across the parking lot from it where the old uh, elementary school used to be. Now it's this awesome giant high school that's got state-of-the-art stuff like flushing toilets and all that. Now, we didn't have that. My school's gone the way of the dodo. I had the Breakfast Club High School. They killed it off in like the 90s. Sometime in the 90s, they got rid of it. So I do recall a little bit about this. One more. What about kids waiting for a bus? Wind chill. I get, listen, I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying that it isn't smart to think about kids waiting for a bus and wind chill. I'm just telling you. Never once do I remember school being closed because of the temperature. Yeah, no one Never. ever factored that Never. in for us. Nope. No. You stand, it was like, out, stand out there. Yeah, wear a scarf. Put on a hat. You know what I mean? Like, it's weather, right? Like, it's... <laughs> Deal with it. Outsmart the weather. You just You know, and there were still the dudes that would come to the bus stop that were uh, super tough, that we wear the same jeans and leather jacket. And folks, not in the 1950s Fonzie kind of leather jacket way, but yes, we had guys like that that would still show up and try to brave the cold like that. And I remember yes. thinking, man, that dude's kind of cool. But then I also remember thinking, I like being warm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll go with the big puffer jacket. Yeah, and you, that's you, exactly You can have your leathers, man. Big puffer jacket, gloves, sometimes mittens, which I don't know whatever happened to mittens. It's like before a certain age, we don't trust you to have your digits free. And when you know you're, a, I mean? kid, if you're and, a kid, and when you're a kid, you had tough skins. Tough skins, yes. absolutely for for the jeans, and they were tough. There was there was no Jordash. There was no Levi's five hundred ones may have been around, but the tough skins that was the way to go. Uh, listen, let's do this. Once again, I've talked us into oblivion here. We're well past the time that Kelly feels comfortable. Billy would say we still have five minutes, but I don't want to do that to Kelly. Let's cut away for a break. We'll come back. We'll keep up the chatter here as we warm up into the 7 o'clock hour. Lots of stuff going on in the country. I don't know if you paid attention, including NFL football and some uh, political stuff. Stick around. It's George Brockler on The George Show at 710 KNUS. George Brocker back with you here, 710-KNUS. Got a call. Our number, of course, 303-696-1971. It's always available. Paul, you're on 710. How are you, man? Really good, really good. I uh, went to Bear Creek uh, when they had the junior high and the high school together in the 50s. And And you're one of the OG. uh, You're one of the OG Bear Creekers. The real OG. Anyhow, yeah. I uh, the school burnt. Part of the school burnt, and we missed school during the regular school year. We had to go to school that summer on Saturdays. <laughs> and, to make up for and, what you missed. Yes, and then. Uh, I we had band in an old garage, and it was it it was just cold in there. The wind would blow, the windows weren't good, and it was the last class of the day. And I told the band teacher, I said, I have to go to the restroom. Well, you had to run back to the main building to find a restroom, and a lot of guys would just ditch that class. And he goes, No. (laughs) 
and I was learning how to play the French horn. So I was up at the back up high where the wind would just blow through those windows. And I couldn't hold it any longer, and it just went. No, no. And wait, 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 wait. You just took a leak in band? Just let her go. But I couldn't do it. I always had problems with my bladder. And, it, and I thought, oh, God. And it went down the steps right up to his podium where he was. Oh, no. What? <laughs> what in the world? Did he ever and say he anything looked, like, like, what are you doing? And you'd say, that's P-sharp? I mean, what? No, he, he saw it. He followed, I could see his head following up to me. Oh, no. And I, I mouthed <laughs> to him, I told you. <laughs> oh, my he, good Lord. And, and he says, well, uh, a kid come in, a runner, and he gave him a note, and he goes, all right, everybody pack up. We're going to end this class early and send you guys home. It's really a, a, a little bit early. He says, it's really snowing. He goes, Glance, go ahead and go. Man, I took off, got my coat, tied it around my waist oh, so no. nobody could see that I peed my jeans. And uh, he uh, later on really apologized about it. And I said, well, I never ditched a class did, did, did the kids Paul in the class recognize your heroic sacrifice to end the class early no nobody I'll be honest nobody I'll be honest Paul if it, I, if it was me when I went to school I would have repeated that every day just to I mean yeah. kids would have adored you they would have been like Paul 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 P is for Paul P is for Paul you know what I mean they would have they would have done that just to no, recognize they, your heroic effort they would have thought I was uh, kind of a candy. It would uh, <laughs> it would have been a good reason to wear a kilt. I mean, you know, you're hidden yeah. out in the band and just an easy flap there. The the, uh, the Bear Creek school that burned did did they ever figure out why it burned? Was that a, a teacher related thing? No, it, I think it had to something to do with the water. You know, that school was kind of like a farmer's house. Add a little here, add a little there, and <laughs> and it, uh, I think the wiring was all messed up. But uh, uh, my uh, dad's family was from, uh, they were Volga Germans. I don't know if you know what those are, but they're Germans that lived in Russia. And oh, when okay. they, came, they came to the United States, my grandmother kept, the, uh, the her dad's outfit that he wore. They didn't have a zipper. They had a slit in the crotch, and they would just squat. And my grandfather on my mom's side w uh, saw a bunch of them getting off the train, and he uh -oh. said, "All the men were just squatting on the station landing, letting the pee fly." You know? So no zipper, just easy access in and out, huh? Yeah, in and out. That made it easier when you were working out in the fields. You but know, anyhow, that's very, that's it's very efficient. Yeah. Paul, could, if bell bottoms can come back, can we bring back the slit? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I still have a problem having to go key real quick, like. But uh, the slit would help. The slit, by the way, kilt with two, but slit would help. help. 
But, Paul, uh, did you? What did you do after you graduated from Bear Creek, the OG Bear Creek? I went into the Marine Corps, and then I went uh, out, worked a little bit in private industry, and then spent um, on and off forty years in law enforcement. What did you do in law enforcement? I was. Uh, I started off with the Denver Police Reserve. Got hooked with like taking heroin. Uh, quit my job, took a big cut in pay, and went to work for uh, Broomfield PD when it was just starting to grow. And then went uh, uh, retired from that. And my last of my six kids graduated from college, so I went back into law enforcement. I wasn't going to leave my wife a widow with six kids. So. Six and I had kids? Fun. Six kids? Yes, sir. I don't know how they taught sex ed back in the 50s at Bear Creek, but either you missed that day or you were an A student. I just don't know what approach they took back then. No, it was uh, our... It was... Hers, mine's, and ours. I used to tell her, her youngest daughter and my youngest daughter beat up our son. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, had, uh, we had a good time. That was it the Brady Bunch or some show like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a story of a guy named Paul. Yeah. His back teeth were swimming during band. That one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. They hey, Paul, were... uh, I love this call. Man, would you please call in again sometime? I'd love to chat with you some more. Sure. That'll be wouldn't mind at all. Thanks, man. You Go Bears. You too, Paul. Go Bears. Uh, Paul's line is open at 303-696-1970. We've got to cut away for another break, though, although the conversation does remind me about something important, and that is uh, our good friend at Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic, Uh Quickly here, if you are of a certain age, you may be feeling that sort of loss of joie de vivre, that spring in your step. You don't have to go through life wondering where did it all go. It's a pretty common occurrence. It's the kind of thing that just happens when you're making the changes going through life. And so there's an option out there, and it's our friends at Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic. You just go to their website, which interestingly is RockyMountainMensClinic.com. They have a 10-question true-false quiz, really hard to fail it because it's a a yes-no type that's designed to see whether you're a good fit and eligible for the awesome service that they provide. You call them up at 720-440-7900, 720-440-7900. You set up your appointment with them. It's 99 bucks, but if you end up going with them, they just roll that cost into the cost of the treatment, so it ends up being free. Uh, listen, the testosterone thing is legit. Don't let, don't let embarrassment or shame or any other reason that isn't related to in the modern era, we have these options. They didn't have these options back, my guess is, in the 1950s. Well, they do today. Take advantage of it. RockyMountainMensClinic.com. When we come back, we'll get to more of your calls, your texts. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Yep. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Kelly said the mic was hot right before I got out. A very important question for a guy that can't eyeball the live clock. (laughs) 
<laughs> how much time do we have? Because I don't want to take a caller or uh, jump into a bunch of new topics and stuff if we only have a little bit of time. So here's what I'm going to do. With the limited time I have left, which is probably 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Some, some text. I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. We never had snow days. That says a ton. That says a ton. Oh, God, there's so many texts. I'll just have to get to them after we get to Josh Sharp in the 7 o'clock hour from the Independence Institute. Wicked smart guy. He knows everything out there. We'll ask him about it. Stick around. George Brockler, 710K to the N to the U to the S. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 